Okay, do you guys just feel like the earth is burning? Yeah. I just feel like at work right now, it's really hard, and everyone's having a hard time, and we just all eat shit together. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great term. I wake up and eat shit for breakfast. I mean, it just rolls downhill. Pretty much. No, literally. Yeah, it actually does. It comes from... <laughs> my superiors and like i have to eat the most shit you know what i mean it's like uh it, it just it's like a avalanche snowball of shit just funneling into your mouth yeah it's it's tough i'm having a really hard time i maybe it's seasonal depression i don't know could be could be it, it was really it was cold it was cold i could see it it's getting you can't cold. go outside you can't do anything Are you, you you're do back is, in the office though full time not full time, two days a week, which I think that's the perfect schedule. I yeah, don't know but waking you... up to getting on that cold—that's enough to put a damper on the spirit. Oh yeah, I mean it goes with any adverse weather, right? So like, I go into the office uh, Monday and Wednesday. And... Oh, that sucks though. Yeah, you know what though? Monday, I do like going in, even though it does suck, because my usual Monday schedule, if I'm home, is. Do no work. <laughs> Fair. So Fair. I do think going into the office right now for me personally is very beneficial. You got some uh, bros in there to talk about, you know, Sunday football, a little recap. I, I do have one. Okay, there so, you go. It's all just, you need. Yeah, it's all, it's you, all need. you need. Just one, buddy. Just uh, just one person for a water cooler talk. But like you said, that that's it. Um, and, yeah, so I'm in. And I don't know if it's just the cold because it was cold as hell today. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I just, it's a mixture of a lot. Well, I um, I, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I'm in sales back in that payroll sales life and, uh, I couldn't sell water to somebody that hiked through the Sahara desert without a backpack filled with deer park right now. You know, like, like it, it's, it's, it's a tough time and I don't know what to do about it. I mean, I'm out here creating thirst traps for people like, Hey, name your price. Come, come, hey, you're you're on this team. Come over on this team. I'll let you pay whatever you want, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know why? Because, like, let's just let's just put it this way. You look at you just look at inflation. You look at the issue in the supply chains. I mean, we're we're looking at the the microphones that hold that hold hold this this room together. And I see these little screws that go into making our microphones bendy. You guys can't see it, but I'm bending my microphone. So if I'm like a let's say I'm like a lawnmower manufacturer and I can't get like 80% of my screws in on time that hold my wheel in place, why the shit do I why do I care about payroll? You know what I mean? Like I can't even afford or get what I need to create a product to also create a supply and a demand and I'm trying to sell these people something to pay their employees that they have to pay for. It's, I, I'm just, I'm afraid. I'm starting to get afraid. Jared, take me through your work day. Oh. I love hearing about your work day because when you tell me this on a day-to-day basis, I want to like strangle myself because I'm like, wow, this is so miserable. All right. So I'm going to do the whole First Amendment thing here and <laughs> hopefully maybe I'm protected in some way. And I'm just going to speak from the heart because that's what we do here. Uh, so I wake up in the morning. I ha- I'm luckily luckily I have uh, access to something that's called Zoom Info, which is a great resource if you're in sales. You can literally get I I could pull up the the 
I can, I can get Scott Van Pelt's phone number right now if I wanted to, basically, is what I'm saying. So what I'll do is I'll create a list of uh, local business owners in my area that I want to target. And then I'll probably put like 50 of them on there. And then I'll email them and I'll call them and I'll fall behind. And I do the same thing every day. And, you know, my my day pretty much consists of getting told to fuck off. Or um, I don't care if it was $1 a week, I still wouldn't buy it. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's a, that's a lot of um, hardship, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and it's I'm not used to this because like I, I was good at my job and, and, now, and now I'm not. Now I'm not. What do you think it's, a, it, it's from though? Like, do you think it's a part of what's actually going on in the world? Do you think it's a matter of yeah. of the company? Do you think, I think it's, it's culture? What is it? I think it's a part of the whole tangent I just went on. Like, the, these people can't even produce. Speci- these. When you say these people, who are, are these? Uh, people? Like, okay, let's just this could be this could be thrown across organizations across yeah. the board. So let's just uh, we could go we could go manufacturing. Okay, let's just go manufacturing industry because that's a, that's one of my favorite industries to try to get a hold of because. Typically, you might have 20% of the people. Oh, my eyes, I saw the sun. Uh, uh, was that you, Frank? It was not me. Who it wasn't was, me. Ralph, anyone else hear that? It really wasn't me. All right, whatever. Might have been an ad. Oh, Either, well. Ad, ads. Ads. That was your ad on this pod. Neither here nor there. Manufacturing is great because you usually have about 10% of the people are skilled labor and um, there's a lot of turnover, right? And it's very mindless work. So it's a, it's a great industry to call to just get them a software that kind of runs as is and everything's good and it's competitive. Um, and I have been calling manufacturing businesses and really the biggest issue that they're having right now is, hey, one of their machines breaks down and they can't get the parts together. Whether, because you know what I mean, it might not be the whole machine. It could be one little part. Like, imagine you have a beer can, but you don't have a tab on the top to open it. How am I yeah, selling no. beer? You know what I mean? What are you going? Okay, I could put a knife in here, but then I cut off my finger. I'm getting a lawsuit. Whatever. Um, like, there's key functionalities these people are missing, and I either one they can't afford to get them, and two they don't know where to get them, even if they could afford it. So then it's like if they're struggling just to like do their own thing that they're meant to do. Right, like people get into business to pursue dreams and do business. You don't get into business for the necessary evil and like eating the government's rod and complying with tax oh. laws. They they get into business to chase their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So if they can't even afford to do that, why do why do they care about purchasing a service that I have when they're going under as well? That's that's that. There's the problem right there. Yeah, and it's so, all over. So people get into business to get into business is, right yeah is it right i mean hey look at the car industry right now frank we were talking about this you, are they selling any new cars right now i mean yeah they are right now um not really i guess there's no inventory um i don't know just a shitty time to buy a car <laughs> yeah I mean, how much do you think my uh, 2018 camry goes for right now Probably close to what you bought it for. million dollars. <laughs> that's a good sign. It's worth its weight in gold, as they would say, right? <laughs> My yeah. God. That's Toyota that's awesome. Camry, baby. They are nice cars. They are. I agree. How drastic with all these layoffs do you think we're about to see in the next 6 to 12 months? 
I need I need you to hit me with a rant, Jared, because I know that you breathe on this, and this is something that you oh, constantly run through. You're putting me on the spot. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm afraid. I'm ready for World War Three at this point, Ralph. Oh no. Yeah, I I just think we're done. Yeah, I think it's over. You have this whole you have the whole talk of China and Russia getting together and making this whole new gold backed currency. Uh, how much money did you use in crypto today? I don't, well, not that's to, why I'm actually drinking beer. Yeah, not to piss on your wound or anything and add <laughs> salt to it, but I mean. Yeah, for those of you listening, while we were downstairs, this is when the mark, the crypto market decided to randomly just take a dump, like while we were downstairs drinking before this, and I was watching my crypto before, like, yeah. kind of just take a dump. You know so. what's funny is uh, my buddy Tom, him and I like go back and forth into what to trade, and we were in, uh, I actually texted Eli about this early in the week. Good thing he didn't listen to me, uh, but uh mara holdings llc is basically a crypto holdings business and they were kind of they were kind of at a at a point where the support line was hanging on it was like it was either going to bomb or it was going to rip and their their earnings were coming up and mara like, m-a-r-a you're talking yeah, about right yeah, similar to riot yes they fell apart so hard and their earnings report was absolute dog shit and it like you know they went down first and then bitcoin went down today and it, I mean, dude, the, the door is literally wide open for for that the, that gold backed currency to kind of step in right now because the whole U.S. dollar was literally based on the value of gold, and now gold is more than the dollar, and the Fed is panicking. And here we go. That's tough, Jared. Uh, the only thing I know how to do when I'm down is drink a beer. What do we have yeah. here, Jared? You tell me. Or who oh. brought this beer? It's your boy. Oh. It's your boy. Eli. I bought it. I, uh, I showed up at the establishment that unfortunately had to listen to me play guitar two hours last night. Impromptu. A little, uh, it's a little Das Lager Hosen. Uh, don't cancel me if that's wrong. I really do like the beer. I, I, there's no ill will. But, uh, they told me it was their best, like, fest beer. I like that. Yeah. This, t- hey, this time of year, this beer. Is what I want to drink. Uh, pretty cool can. Has a cool like little logo. I mean, the Lost Tavern kind of. What do they have? Like a Sasquatch or something as their logo. It's like with a lantern. The same thing. This guy's holding a lantern. Honor the past. Craft the future. Um, and I do love how by their little recycle sign it says "Drink today, save tomorrow." Uh, this is like I said, a really good beer. What, what do you guys think? And what, what flavors are you guys tasting right now? It's like a yingling that went to college. He's educated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it it put a little work into itself. It didn't just fall apart and get pregnant, you know, freshman year and drop out. Like it, it learned what it wanted to be and it became just that. The fuck are you trying to say about yingling, man? (laughs) Oh, dude. Hey, we all love yingling, but there's a reason that it's cheap. Hey, pot sounds fine. I take offense to that. I'm triggered. Yeah. I'm actually really triggered right now. But I do know what you're saying. It does seem like a off. more sophisticated, <laughs> right? It does seem like a more sophisticated yingling. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am drinking this. Wow. Oh, my mouth is tingly. By the we're, way, I will say that. We're, uh, um, that's how bad it is right now. Ralph is literally drinking. So beers. maybe Ralph should get his review out now. Um, I it, so when I used to house down brew, I used to love yingling. This is definitely a hoppier version of yingling. So. I don't know. I feel like I'm jumping out of queue here, Frank, but I'll take it before I have to run out to my car and grab the EpiPen. <laughs> I'll put this on a scale. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't I, – I'm not going to be drinking five or six of these in a sitting. I'd probably have one or two and then be like, yo, let me get a Yingling. Not a big fan of the hoppiness taste, so I'll probably put this in the low sixes. I'll give it like a 6.3. 
Oh, that's solid. Does anyone see an ABV on this? I could not it's find gotta, it. It's got to sit around like a five. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't. I thought all beers that. had to have an ABV on it. Maybe I'm definitely wrong because I don't see one on here either. Wow, they can't even tell you. And then you're talking shit on Yingling. I'm not you're taking it. a drastic offense to this. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't think I he am. was coming at Yingling. He's I think he was just describing <laughs> the beer, man. We we only have a few good things in Pennsylvania, all right? And Yingling's one of them. You yeah. don't even show up with Yingling when you go somewhere. You don't. That's not your go-to. If anything, Frank and I buy more Yingling than you do year in and year out. I'm not having. I that. pay respect to Yingling, bro. My fridge right now at home is full of Yingling. I'm not having it until tomorrow. I Dude, can attest to that. I'm not having it. I put on a whole fake persona when I lived in South Carolina. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. Only get me Yinglings, okay? Drawn. I totally. Yeah, I was. I changed who I was. Don't do that to me. Okay, my. My rating is drinkability is pretty up there this time of year. Uh, still can't find the ABV, but like Eli said, it's got to be around the five five percent mark. Uh, I think I'm going to go a six three six three. Very solid score. Very solid beer. All right, so we got Frank and Ralph with the six three. Um, I'm going to sit around probably the same. I'm going to go a six point nine, uh, just because I'm I'm a little bit of a sucker for a lager right now, and uh, we got it on the screen. It's a five point eight. A refreshing German fest beer. Uh, so you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Jared, what are you thinking? Um, well, I, I'm a, now my assessment is kind of all over the place because I'm triggered. This is a good beer, though. It is. And honestly, I really like the can. It's a very nice tribute to German fest beers. Um, good old Deutschland, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's our, it, it's, and we love Lost Tavern, right? It's their take on a traditional German fest beer lagered over a month. As modern with the delicacy and hops, extremely crisp, liquid resting within our horizontal lagering tank, whatever that means. Uh, it's patiently waiting for optimal crushability. Uh, but I kind of hear what Ralph says. It doesn't really have the drinkability, crushability. Um, it is a little hoppy for me for a lager. Ooh, excuse me, but I do really like it. Um, so you know, I'm just gonna go with the just gonna go with the flow and give it a six point three as well. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, Jared, tell me your thoughts on the World Series that just concluded. Okay. Um, so so uh, wasn't here last week because my buddy Tom decided he wanted to come in from you know Long Island, New York, and and was like, hey, let's go uh, check out the World Series. So I said, hey, I love baseball. I'm 45 minutes from this, from the bank. Let's do it. So we did. Uh, my little cousin Kev, by the way, just got his first college baseball acceptance. And uh, he went to that first game where the Phillies absolutely destroyed the Astros. Um, so that was cool. And then I met up with my buddy uh, from college. Him and his dad went to their first World Series game together. And then the Phillies promptly got no hit. But I will say this. Being at Xfinity Live for that first like couple innings when they were actually in it and had a hope, it was like so mind-bogglingly loud. And like they get a strikeout, people are yelling, the earth was shaking. Um, and then we went out, um, Thursday as well. And it, it was so cool. And it's, you know, you guys kind of really hit the nail on the head last week. How do you not root for Phillies? We, we hate the Astros. Fuck them. Um, but really happy to see Dusty Baker be one of those managers to, uh, to win a World Series as a player and a manager. He's definitely done it right his whole career. And he's brought a lot of integrity back to Houston after everything that's happened. So, um, really happy to see him win. And then, you know, we're, we're all, uh, AL East fans here. So Trey Mancini traded over from the Orioles. The guy literally beat colon cancer, thought he was going to die, 
made a huge wow, Ralph. That was yeah, that was like his colon basically. <laughs> that was Trey's colon. Was what you heard out of I'm Ralph's so sorry. throat right there. Um, it was bubbling. It was fizzing. It wasn't doing well. And uh, he made a huge game-saving play in Game 5. Um, Rob Kyle Schwarber of a potential two-run double to take the lead and, um, you know, wins the World Series. And that that's pretty awesome, man. That's what sports dreams are written of, and that's why we love sports. So all you got to do is tip your cap. Fuck Mattress Macto for saying he's the most famous sports gambler of all time. It's easily Billy Walters, and I'm not having it. He sells mattresses. He doesn't bet on sports. All my homies hate Mattress Mac. Yeah, we don't like him. Be a Yankees fan. Boom. There you have it. Uh, the 2022 World Series has concluded. Uh, the My favorite thing about baseball has to be that it's all in one year. Every other sport, I feel like, goes through, you know, obviously – Multiple years. It gets confusing. Yeah, it gets confusing when you're talking about championships, the the time championships take place. My number one takeaway, MLB, all in one, all in one year. Love that. Um, okay, a real kick in the dick. The NFL season is officially halfway done. Don't do this. Don't Ooh, do this. Wow. Don't leave me. That sucks. I I feel like I just got done playing nine holes on a Saturday. And I'm like, damn, I wish I was just starting my first nine holes. That's how I feel. That's how I always feel. Back it nine. so bad over yeah. the winter. You're like, oh, a lot of golf left. Yeah, a lot of football left. But it's like, it would be a lot better if, you know, those first nine weeks were still in front of us. You're okay. looking at playoff setups at this point. Okay, Jared, I know you have some numbers to run through before we talk about some games. So yeah. Let's have at it. So I'm back. So here comes the stats. Uh you guys know me. We love the numbers. Uh, so let's go. Let's go. Top six, bottom six. ETS. Just want to shout out uh, my guys, Mitch and Paul, for for providing this to the people. Thanks for putting me on TV today. Uh, if you guys don't know, watch Follow the Money. It's on Nesson or Veasan.com. I was on TV today. No big deal. Got a shout out. But uh, they're great. They're the best football gambling show in the entire world. And I got these numbers from them. I was told in college. You cite your sources, so that's what I'm doing. Here we go. Your top six teams ATS in the NFL. You got the Cowboys six and two, Giants. Your Giants, Ralph and Frank six and two. How about it? Titans six and two, Jets six and three. Who would have thought? Solid and Sags keeping receipts. The Seattle Seahawks. Everyone thought they were going to be your last. Nope. Six and three. Fuck Geno Smith. Somehow he's now the player uh, favorite comeback player of the year. I don't know. Falcons. Where did they come from? Six and three. Your bottom six, uh, Giselle cursed Tom Brady. I th- really think she's a witch. They're two six and one. Rams two five and one. Champs who? Fake champ. I'm a fake champ. Matt Stafford, you're a fake champ. Aaron Rodgers three and six. Colts three and six. Saints three and six. Panthers three and six. Best team to the overs. Browns five two and one. Lions five and three. Eagles five and three. Raiders five three and one. Seahawks five and four. They're just good at everything. Saints five and four. Colts, oh, what an abysmal organization. Eight and one. Broncos country. Let's uh, not score points. Seven and one. Bills seven and one. But they win though. That's crazy. Uh, Bucks seven and two. Rams six and two. Titans six and two. So that's where you're at. You know, uh, take those numbers and uh, kind of, you know, ride them throughout the rest of the year. Do do that with what you will. Look at the schedules. Hopefully, you guys can uh, pick some spots, win some money. That's what we're here for, right? How dare you insult the Indianapolis Colts, who are in the top quartile of the upper quartile of winners in the NFL? Yeah, I mean Jeff Saturday how, has a four and seven high school coaching how, record. I mean, God, how dare you insult them? Okay, 
I just no cold slander on this podcast. Did you uh, <laughs> did you almost turn into our senator after you heard that saying? Your brain almost just shut down completely. <laughs> yeah, it almost broke. Um, shout out Jim Irsay, one of the most uh, funny owners in NFL. Um, a big uh, Eli should be a big fan of Jim Irsay because he's been the most outspoken against. His favorite owner, Dan Snyder. Hey, all my homies hate Dan Snyder. <laughs> so I just love how Jim Irsay kind of became the champion for uh, Commander's fans. And all local bars also as well. Yeah. My crazy. man cannot stay away from a liquid diet. How do they – dude, come on. They Everyone and their mom thought they were going to win the AFC South, and it was just like they pooped an egg harder than the Easter Bunny. Yeah. It's just an – on the, the Jim Irsay quote – about the the quartile and upper quartile and the top of it all time. Uh, the history of the NFL will be remembered by that quote. That's how I feel when I'm listening to Upper Management at work. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> that's, that's the perfect way to put it. Because you have some CEO who essentially came down, uh, you know, from his high, high horse and is talking about quartiles and how he's moving forward with winners and how he is a winner. Uh, that CEO talk, if I ever heard it, very good comparison there. Hey, we were good when we had Pan Manning, and then we signed a quarterback that had 28-3 lead. <laughs> we're going to win because I say so. Hey, we just had the best quarter of a quarter that any company has ever seen. Yeah, that's it. whatever. <laughs> and Peter Pan... Is a saint. I don't no know. No bonuses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, some good games this weekend. Uh, we got three coming up. First off, I want to talk about Seattle Bucks in Germany. Here we go. Uh, Deutschland, right from yeah. our beer. You hey, know? talking about the NFL making a statement. Uh, they fired a Reich before the week in Germany to really show where the NFL stands. Frank Reich was fired. Fantastic. That was fantastic. So if you Frank. can't make Great that delivery. connection. Great delivery. Uh, that be- one's for you, Troy. Before our game in Germany. There you go. Should so, be a good one. Where are they playing at? The Do NFL you know? stands by their values. Um, not, exactly where? Probably some soccer it's stadium. It's got to be Bayern. Borussia Dortmund? It's got to be Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. I don't know that there's a bigger stadium in that in that yeah. country. Are they, is anyone coming, though? Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me, bro? Like This is like... Bro, we, we get to drink so unholy every time the NFL is on the TV. And, like, you cannot tell me that, like, these other countries don't envy that on some level. Like, soccer, soccer has that vibe, but, like, the NFL is just so different. And you see in London, every you got people showing up in any jersey that has ever existed. I would even top like, the that. the fans are out there, man. With, with college football, because I would probably say college football tailgates are even wilder. Oh, yeah, but so once America you get in the stadium, at home. half yeah. the time you can't even buy alcohol, man. What do you the think, NFL's undefeated. What kind of beers do they have on tap out there? Like, I mean, dude, Germany? Germany, like, yeah, they throw they got down. Good, they got oh, good know. beer. They you got could, good beer. Dude, yeah. the NFL meeting... Um, Oh my god, I feel so stupid. What is uh what's the beer thing in Germany? I feel so dumb right Stein? now. Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest. Just all of it, bro. The those those cultures meeting is exactly what humanity needs. Yeah, beer and football. I agree. Oh, That's yeah. a very good and point. Nobody out drinks beer with the Germans. I think I think the oldest running brewery is in Germany. 
I might have made that up, but I've also might have seen that somewhere. Hey, man, I know they got good beers, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And they got that's, beer. That's a great right. point. Beer and football, the culmination coming together in Deutschland. What do you guys think is going to win this game? I think Seattle is still being doubted. Plus three is what yeah. I saw. I mean, I mean, they covered the three, no? We may be talking about that in the locks. Ooh. <laughs> Sheesh. Pete Carroll, coach of the year. I mean, how? Look at it this way. Somehow, Geno Smith is minus 135 to win comeback player of the year. So I'm, I'm now sweating, sweating win the grand on Barkley because this guy, Geno Smith, just refuses to lose. And they won't even win the division. They're favorites to win the division. I mean, and the Buccaneers, dude, they cannot move the football. They cannot move the football the stats don't lie.com great website all right we want to give this out to you guys they have each team's average uh total points allowed total points scored per quarter per home and away splits listed out and i mean if you just go look at the tampa bay buccaneers numbers it's absolutely abysmal all right I wouldn't call this a Rome, a road or a home game, but they, they've scored nine points on the road, 19 at home. Meanwhile, you look at Seattle. Okay. The Seahawks 20 and 44 are their splits. So I just see the Seahawks kind of coming out, shoving it down their throats. And I really haven't seen Tom Brady do anything from behind yet. Um, what, what, I mean, let's fuck around and find out. Okay. Giselle might, uh, you know, differ from that statement. Uh, but I did look it up real quick. It's in Elon's Arena, uh, which I guess Byron Munich plays in. There you go. You, um, you guys were right. Chargers, 49ers. Shout out Tyler Martinez. Oh, Tyler, our resident uh, Chargers fan. This game is in uh, San Fran, so in Santa Clara. The 49ers are minus. Seven points. I feel like that's way Touchdown. too big of a number. That is kind of big. It's tough, man. They got a running back that throws, catches, and rushes touchdowns. Ooh, first touchdown cycle since LT. Shout the out to the Chargers. The offensive <laughs> LT, not the real LT. Oh. Oh. Um, now, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of tough because I feel like this is the type of game Jimmy G will lose. Um, yeah, but dude, I don't, know. don't you see he, Shanahan just – out coaching, just running circles. Brandon Staley, 100%. Yeah, come on. So I think the Chargers have the better team. Uh, the 49ers have a better coaching staff. Uh, and the 49ers also have the better individual player. I think, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is a better individual player than Justin Herbert or Austin Eckler, even though Austin Eckler scored a shit ton of touchdowns in the last couple of weeks. Um, but I mean, the Chargers cover the seven. I feel like that's kind of. I think this is one of those games where you have to look look at it on a teaser, right? Like, if you tell me, all right, I can grab the Forty ers tease them down to one, and then I can get the Chargers up to thirteen. I like my odds both ways, and I think honestly, I probably will get involved both ways a few different times with some other teams in that situation. Um. And honestly, Frank, I'm kind of right on board with you there, taking the charges with the seven. I'm looking at the market report right now. Uh, 63% of the handle, so that's the volume of cash, is on the chargers, while in the 56% of the bet. Uh, the Niners are holding 37% minus seven and 44% of the bet. So uh, there's not really any 
like leaning indication of where the sharps are right now. So kind of got to watch those numbers as we roll into the weekend. Um, but it's definitely those are definitely a lot of points right there for a short Shit. travel for prime the time game. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's Sunday night football. Prime time getting seven points, man, under the lights. I take that. Uh, okay, last game of uh, the week. Let me just finish this beer real quick. That one preview this. That one touched on uh, the Washington football team commanders against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Ooh, in Philly. But uh, I actually saw an 11 and a half at a a sports book. So right now at a certain sports book, you can get the commanders at 11 and a half. That's a big spread. Hey, they're professionals too, right? They, they get paid to play the game. Uh, your thoughts, Eli. I'm going to keep it short because I think, I think my hope on Monday night is going to be short and I'm, I'm man enough to admit that. I mean, the Eagles are on a tear right now. They're looking to do what the Phillies didn't do. Uh, we all are watching it. One, a uh, pretty crazy stat, um, is, a uh, teams eight and O during the Super Bowl era. 15 have reached the Super Bowl and eight have won it. And just to, to note that undefeated NFL teams are 36 and 10 straight up and 35, 10 and one against the spread when playing at home with rest. During the regular season, Ooh, that's not good. That is not good. Um, you know, I love Taylor Heineke, right? This is going to be more a Taylor Heineke fandom thing. I don't necessarily know that he's the guy long term, but if you're going to buy a pair of Jordans in the colorway of the team you win, and you're not Carson Wentz, you're already checking off two boxes for me. We got Chase Young coming back soon. I don't think he's back for this game. I'm hoping for a competitive game. I think as a Washington fan, if you can cover the spread, even being double digits, it's a good night. But, I mean, if you, if you bet Washington money line, I may be a fraud for saying this, but I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, you're throwing money in the garbage. Like, we don't have the guys to compete with the confidence, let alone the personnel of the Eagles right now. And as much as it pains me to say that, I'm as much an emotion guy as I am a better and that's just the facts. So I'm hoping for the best, but I'm prepared for the worst. We saw what Deshaun Jackson did to the Washington, you know, whatever they're called, so I don't get canceled. The one year, it was brutal. But all I'm saying is most people that are football fans are probably be going to bed around 930 on Monday night. Okay, my quick thoughts. Uh, coming off a, a three-game winning streak before losing to, to the Vikings by only three points. I think the Commanders are playing really good football right now. I think they could have beaten the Vikings, who previously only had one loss. Uh, Taylor Heineke got a little crazy. He did his thing where he kind of throws the game away. Um, but the Commanders were right there all game. Um, I do believe that division games are different. Uh, I also believe the Eagles are in sort of a look-ahead spot right now. I feel like they're kind of looking past the Commanders, past the Colts. Uh, I mean, even past their next couple weeks, I feel like they're going to take a week off. Give me the Commanders with the points. 
Um, and that's our last game. I'm you in get, there. I yeah. like there. I'm Dude, in yeah. the commanders with the points. I oh, reason being, I do a lot of IEs. You know what's wrong with me? Um, I bet the Eagles twelve to one to go undefeated. Um, and then I had some hedge spots being the commanders. Uh, especially I think the Eagles will open up early. They dominate the first half. Um, also being that you take into account that undefeated teams are 36 and 10 straight up and 35, 10, 1 ETS when playing home on a rest. Um, so do with that what you will. So I think what I probably will do is let the Eagles dominate the first half. Hopefully they do and then come in and take the points with the commanders in play. Um, but I, Frank, I hear what you're saying. I could totally see this being a down week and I am a little nervous on that future bet. Um, and don't want to see Eli cry too much. So, <laughs> Jared, I think you said it best. Uh, Eagles always come out hard in the first half. Commanders backdoor cover that game. Yeah, I'm calling sure. it right now. Uh, okay, Eli, begrudgingly, uh, because I hate you this week. <laughs> Give us the fantasy update. Dude, we've been in a war. Frank and I went through a waiver war, a one-on-one war, and then a trade war. All within the last couple days. And if you guys watch the news, that's enough to make countries not be allies anymore. But, you know, we're still here drinking beers together. Uh, snuck one out against him. I, th- I, I You know, it just worked out for me. There's a couple choices I could have made that would have led me to a loss, but... You know, I think sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and I, I'll attribute that to this week. Um, so snuck one out against Frank, but, you know, tip the cap to the manager because that was one of the best managed games I've played in fantasy in a long time. Your boy Juice took out two pickets to Paradise, Stefan Vasquez, who just threw Saquon on the waiver wire like he didn't even know the guy. Pretty weird, but, you know, whatever you got to do, man. Fryer me up, girth. Girth was present for the best round of my life by eight strokes. So I have a massive bias right now. But Girth is the guy. Girth is the guy. And he snuck out a win to move up to five and four. We got Fade Kosa beating CD's nuts. Shout out Tyler Martinez. I know we brought him up a couple times, but that's he's also the guy. Tyler is two and seven right now, but he lost by point three to a team that just moved to eight and one in his first year of fantasy. And you gotta throw some respect on that. That that's a well fought battle and it's a hard loss, but we all know fantasy can be pretty brutal. Remember the tight ones falling to two pine conversion. Remember the tight ones dropped two hundred points last week and then came in crushing with a C plus at seventy eight. This you know it's tough, but it, it's it's the nature of the beast. And then lastly, third and logger Walsh taking out our own fake champ Pawtucket Pats at a buck thirty four to one oh five. Everything's heating up. We got some real tight divisions, and we'll see who makes it to the playoffs for the final dance. You act like I didn't golf with you on Saturday. Hey man, Girth, Girth was in the cart with me on on Saturday. Man, he was he was giving me advice. He was helping me out mentally. So I got I got to give him a shout out. Okay, Boomer, Locks of the week. Last thing, uh, your boy, six and three, uh, six and three. Did very well. Haven't had back-to-back losses all year. Um, the the Ravens, Jared's team, came through. It was a very right, public baby. bet. Line moved against me. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, hey, thank you, Lamar. Uh, if the MVP. Ra- if the Ravens don't want to pay him, uh, I hope the Giants gladly will. Going with the AFC North, sticking with... 
the uh, maybe best division in football, as Jared likes to say. Uh, Steelers plus three. Now I know you, I know what you might be wondering, and I think we've preached on this podcast enough. Uh, you need to have lots of accounts open with different sports books. Uh, the reason being, I found the Steelers plus three at home. Uh, only at one place, PointsBet. PointsBet is the only app right now that has the Steelers at plus three at home against the Saints. The Saints suck. Uh, Mike Tomlin as an underdog at home, especially getting three with the push opportunity. Sign me up. That's my lock. Yeah, so I'm coming in second. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus three against the Bucks. Uh, we've seen that Giselle is one of the only people to take a ring from Brady along with Eli Manning and Nick Foles. But on top of that, uh, Seattle quarterback Geno Smith is 12 and three against the spread in his last 15 games when taking points in this league, including seven and zero against the spread versus point four 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 greater foes. Um, like Jared acknowledged earlier, he's one of the comeback players of the year. He's got the best odds right now. So I hate that. I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to ride the wave. Jared, what do you have uh, for locks? I hate that so much. To have to be a comeback player of the year, you should have to come over an injury. Uh, but, you know, like Eli said once in the past, he came from playing on the 2016 Jets. So whatever. Um, just want to clarify something. Uh, listen to last week's episode, Eli uh you know, I didn't know what you were saying, but you were saying maybe the Saints were on my docket. Just want to confirm they weren't. Had them the week before when I was fading Nick, and they shut the Raiders out twenty-four to nothing. So I was making fun of you guys because I was the only one. Um, but not to be a dickhead and rub everyone's face in it, but I am. Uh, but then there you go. Karma comes back. Chargers were a push at minus three. Uh, they got down to two and a half. So you know, me being the man of the people that I am, I pray for the beer battalion, everyone out there. I hope you guys. Got more down on two and a half like I did, but this is going to come in a push. So I'm five, three, and one. Uh, we're going to come back with a college play this week. Uh, Mississippi State plus 17 at home versus Georgia. Um, Georgia off a really tough game where they needed to pronounce their dominance over a very, very predominant uh, SEC foe in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I just think this is a really good spot for Mississippi State here. And, you know, the fact being that Georgia um, kind of kind of struggles on the road here in this spot. And Mississippi State is 7-2 ATS, um, you know, when they're playing back-to-back SEC home games. So I'm going to kind of ride with that number, big number at home. Love college home dogs. And then, um, you know, if I'm a mush, I'm a mush. But I don't see this losing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, Giants-Chiefs money line, minus 120. We're going to let that ride as well. Boom. Okay. 16, 10, and 1 with three people in this room right now. That's 60%. Um, thank you so much. Listening again. We'll see you guys next week.